You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric. And this is episode four. So today's story is actually an ongoing case. Um, I was at work one day and I got a message on Instagram from a beautiful woman named Rainy. I love your name, by the way. And uh, it really just got to me and it broke my heart. So I was like, I need to do an episode on this. I need to get this guy's name out there. I need to get their family out there. It needs to be, you know more well-known. She reached out to you? Yes. To do this Yes, on episode? Instagram, yes. I haven't heard this one, so this is, it's crazy that, you know, a few episodes and someone starts reaching out to you I to know. put some information out. Yeah, and I'd never heard of this either, so yeah, I had to do an episode on this one, so we're gonna get into it. So this is the murder of 33-year-old Jared Breidigan. He was born on June 29th of 1988 in Warrensburg, Missouri, but he moved to Jacksonville at a young age. He graduated in 2007 from Douglas Anderson School of the Arts, and then in 2014, he graduated with a bachelor's degree in digital media with an emphasis in cinema production from Utah Valley University. Jared was a senior design manager at Microsoft at the time of his death uh, when he was living in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. In 2009, Jared met his first wife, Shanna, I believe you say it, Shanna, Shanna, I'm going to say Shanna, when he, uh, she was visiting a friend in Jacksonville. She lived in Alpine, Utah, and is the daughter of Sterling and Shelley Gardner. Her parents co-founded the company Stampin' Up!, which is a very successful business, which they sell paper craft products. When Shanna met Jared, he wasn't really interested in her first, but according to one of her friends, they continued talking, eventually they fell in love, and they decided to move to Utah. uh, Jared and Shanna got married at the Salt Lake City Temple in 2010, and Shanna's parents helped them out a lot financially to the point where neither of them really worked. They bought a house, and Shanna got pregnant with twins, a boy and a girl. Due to being born with pulmonary hypertension, their son had to live at a sea level in order for his heart to function the right way. Maybe a lot of people knew about this. I was really curious as to why. So I looked it up and why being at sea level was better. And I found out that the best treatment is, quote, inhaling air that contains a higher concentration of oxygen than normal. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I did not know that. So I had to look it up. Uh, Jared and Shanna moved to Connecticut, where their marriage really started to fall apart. Shanna became angry with Jared. She stopped going to church. She started working out like crazy. And she was just really angry with him because of all the weight that he had gained and the fact that he was trying to start his own businesses. They ended up moving to Ponte Vedra Beach, where, which is uh, south of Jacksonville. They bought a house there and attempted to work on their marriage. And Shanna and Jared were devout Latter-day Saints members. And while Jared stayed with his faith, Shanna was just not interested anymore. She joined CrossFit, and according to some sources, she supposedly cheated on Jared with her trainer. They then started to go through the process of a very long, messy divorce. Shanna would frequent a tattoo shop in Florida, and one of the employees who worked there recalled Shanna talking about her divorce from Jared and how her life would be just so much better if he would just, quote, shut up. Then she proceeded to ask if this employee knew anyone who could, quote, shut him up. 
kind of weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, I don't know specifically what she meant by it, but very weird. So that occurred in 2015. Suspicious. Yes, very suspicious, right? Um, and on February 23rd of 2015, Shanna filed for divorce. And like I said, their their divorce was very messy. Shanna wanted to keep the home to herself. She wanted to have primary custody of the twins and even accused Jared of threatening her to withdraw all of the money from their children's trust fund just for himself. Jared came back to that saying he deserved he, you know, he deserved primary custody, alimony, child support, and to keep the home as she had means to, because I mean her parents are very financially well off. So they could obviously help her buy her own house, you know? I mean, that's what I'm just assuming. He also accused her of hiding baby monitors in secret spaces, uh, like under her their daughter's dresser and under their son's bed. And there's actually pictures of that, too. I'm going to post it. Jared found them and took pictures of them for proof. And uh, they did already have baby monitors that were visible and they both had access to. So it's really weird that these ones were hiding under, under their children's things. Um, but there was finally an agreement that they both had equal custody, but for the next six years, they fought each other in court, and there were some crazy allegations from Shanna that were actually ended up being denied. Around two years later, Jared was on a dating app, and that is when Jared and Kirsten met. Kirsten said that she was drawn into his profile picture as it was a picture of him and his twins. They started to date, and when Jared didn't have his twins, he would drive from Florida to Charlotte, North Carolina. That was a six and a half hour drive just so he could spend time with her. Wow. I know. Amazing, amazing man. Um, these two beautiful souls, they fell in love. And around four months later, after they met each other, uh, she actually moved to Jacksonville to be with Jared. And they tied the knot in 2017. The couple went on to have two beautiful daughters, Bexley and London. Oh my gosh, I love their names. <laughs> Bexley is now two years old and London is seven months old. On the night of February 16th, 2022... Kirsten stayed home with their younger daughter, London, while Jared took two-year-old Bexley to drop off his twins to their mother. After dropping them off, he had called Kirsten around, uh, I'm sorry, he dropped them off around 7.30. He called Kirsten and was just letting her know that he was on his way home. So while driving home uh, on a one-way street along a wooded area on Sanctuary Way and near J. Turner Butler Boulevard, he noticed a tire in the middle of the road. So as a good Samaritan and a human, he put his flashers on and all the while Bexley's still in the back seat in her, you know, in her car seat. He gets out to move the tire, but ends up getting shot multiple times right in front of his daughter being in the back seat. And she witnessed it. The suspect took off and it wasn't until three minutes later that someone came and found him and her in the back seat. A nearby house actually caught what sounds like, it sounds like three gunshots going off on their camera. And uh, meanwhile, Kirsten was getting worried that Jared, Jared hadn't shown up to the house and she texted him. She was calling him over and over again, but there was no answer. And she started getting a gut feeling that just something was wrong. So she got in the car with her mom and she continuously called Jared, but it wasn't her husband who had answered the phone. It was the Jacksonville Beach Police Department instructing her to go to the police department. And that was where she was reunited with her two-year-old daughter, who was uninjured and fine. But she was informed by a detective that her husband had passed away. Only 12 days later, after her husband had been brutally shot in front of his daughter, his ex-wife, Shanna, emails Kirsten. Mind you, this is the wife that just lost her husband and was just taken away from her so suddenly. She asked her, she asked um, Kirsten, 
if she could return three books that she had in her possession to any public library and that they would be returned to the school, you know, as soon as they could. (laughs) That's just really, really. Yeah. Not only did Kirsten receive that email, but she received another one only eight minutes later, again from Shanna stating, quote, my attorney has requested a copy of Jared's death certificate for the family court. You can send it to me or to him and his paralegal directly, whichever you prefer, unquote. <laughs> this is the ex-wife, not even, yeah, pisses me off. Anyways, um, which is in my, I was like, who does this? Like, not only did this woman just lose her husband, but that also is the father of your own children. Like, I don't understand. And what's the purpose of it? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. Have the fucking empathy. Jesus Christ. Oh, so uh, Kirsten actually stated, quote, I was in my car and my hands were shaking. My heart was beating so fast. I was like, who does this? This is so evil. Here I am planning a funeral and she's asking for a death certificate. Like, I don't blame her. I would literally feel the exact same way. Yeah. Like, so um, according to a New York defense lawyer, Todd Spodek, he specializes in matrimonial law. He said, quote, that request was highly unusual. I would never have my clients do anything like this, especially given the acrimonious relationship between the ex-wife and the widow. There was no urgency to the matter, and, re- and the request could be misconstrued. So a vigil was uh, held for Jared April 2022. Kirsten didn't want Shanna there at the vigil, but Jared's older children... She wanted them to be there, so she wanted to arrange a way that she can go pick them up and drop them off so they could attend, but uh, they never attended the vigil or the funeral. On June 14th of this year, 2022, Shanna and her new husband hired a criminal defense lawyer, Henry Cox III, and he said uh, he was hired, quote, for the purpose of seeing if steps could be taken to protect her young twins from any publicity, publicity surrounding this tragic event. As for any other reason for the family for the family to have or need counsel, whether it be myself or anyone else, there is none. Unquote. Shanna did come out publicly, and she does have an interview in which she was asked if she was actually involved, but she denied that she was. And uh, just my opinion, watching this interview, she seems like she wants to pretend like she's crying. There's no tears, but it looks like she's trying hard to it just doesn't look real to me to be honest just my opinion according to court records shanna's parents are financially supporting her through this whole thing uh the authorities also came out and said that they aren't ruling out anybody as a suspect bexley the two-year-old who was in the car uh, when the incident happened recalls that she had to cover her ears and when she tells kirsten what happened she says quote boom 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 daddy on the ground Kirsten even stated that Bexley sleeps with a blanket her dad had given her, and one night Kirsten put her to bed, and Bexley asked if God had blankets. Kirsten replied, quote, I asked her why, and she said, I want daddy to have a blanket in heaven. So Jared would have uh, turned 34 this year on June 29th. And police are asking the public to look out for a dark blue Ford F-150 between the years of 2004 and 2008 with brown and tan trim, running boards, and a silver toolbox in the back. And there's also a $55,000 reward for any information. The craziest thing also is February 24th, which I believe was a week, a week or so, yeah, after this whole incident happened. She got an alert on her camera 
and it looks like this figure is running in her front yard. She literally put her daughter to, to bed and it's like running, this figure's, white figure's running on her lawn and just very weird timing. Yeah, um, also, I'm going to post a picture of the truck and um, I'm going to post a picture of that, you know, that little figure running across her lawn. But yeah, if you can please share this, repost it, get hit this truck out there, try to find these horrible fucking people or person, whoever did this, it, and they're cops are actually coming out or you know investigators are coming out saying it was more of an ambush somebody literally put that tire there and also you must, most of the times i hear like somebody getting shot once you know shoot them in the head run away this was like angry like to shoot somebody three times whether they knew the baby was in and the nothing, back or not i don't know nothing was like stolen from him or anything and no they never came out and said see, anything like that and when you said it was a one-way road that's to- totally ambush style like you, you yes. pick the right road like yeah, i mean i don't want to say the right but like Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's like a total setup, it seems like. Yeah. Like knowing that, you know, he may be on that road. He takes his road all the time. He drops off the kids all the time. They have like these date nights and that's what he was doing. And he, yeah, he takes his road all the time. And it's for somebody to kind of know where he was being at that time to set the tire there and totally ambush him. I believe that rather than it just being an accident. And the ex-wife's a little shady. Just my opinion. There's nobody's, you know, been ruled a suspect yet, but... Just all the things that's going on. It's very shady. I don't think Kirsten and her kids have really seen the twins at all, which is really sad. I even read somewhere, like, you know, it just ruined their family structure, this whole oh, thing. Not totally. only, you know, their lives, but, it's, yeah, the whole family structure, yeah. so. Yeah, I just want to put that like out there. what, four kids lost a dad right there? Yep. 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 And one of them, who, you know, hopefully she's lives a great life, but just horrible. She had to witness all of that. It's really sad. Definitely. Yeah. So please share it. Put all the information out there so we can catch these fucking people because it's such a sad story. Really sad. And also, I wasn't going to be one of these people, but if you guys would love to share and review and rate our podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. I told you I was never going to be that person, but I am today. So if you guys wouldn't mind doing that, we would we'd really appreciate it. And we love you guys and thank you for listening. And until next time. <laughs>